you got to dispose of them properly. This is Avoiding the Chancla, part of the Craig Holland Show. My wife, Betty, sits down with me to chat about all things relationships, cough into the microphone, dig through our our pens jar. Betty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Craig, for having me. I cannot hear myself. Where are my headphones? Your headphones are on the top of your microphone. <laughs> you got to take those down and put those around the ears, and then you'll hear everything because Betty's a pro. She needs the radio volume. Uh, when she's chatting on the show, right, Betty? You need everything? Yes, I need to hear everything. Is By that the way, good? I'm not hearing my voice either. So I got you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Betty. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Betty. I have a bunch of different topics. These are relationship topics. Some of them are ones we can answer for our own relationship. Some we can just talk about in general. And, Betty, you're going to keep going through and finding all the batteries in that jar. Well, I just don't understand why... Uh, with batteries, they don't have, they run out of power. You just throw it like in a little container. I don't know if then, those are good or bad though. Those could be good. You just just throwing them like because they are uh, out of power. Yeah. So I I want to know if we can recycle them because we cannot keep like carrying we batteries. Have to, we have to dispose of batteries special some special way. I know there's a special way. We'll figure that out. Um, and by the way, you just made fun of me because I found the blue napkins. Or the blue paper towels, which are like a heavy duty heavy duty paper towel. Yeah. You hid them from me. Yes, I did, correct. <laughs> Why'd you do That's that? That's correct. Why, Betty? Well, uh, you know, like we are in the coronavirus era. Uh-huh. So that means like we have to be tied to our expenses. Okay. Uh, meaning that yeah, you can you have to save as much as you can and uh you know how crazy people are, like getting toilet paper and uh, paper towels mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I just realized the other day I came downstairs and uh, those blue towels are kind of like heavy duty towels. Yeah. And they are not cheap. They are not like a dollar. Okay. Or even less. So we're supposed to use them uh, sparingly is what you're trying to say. Well, you know me. I always cut uh those towels, like even sometimes in four pieces or like mm-hmm. a like in a half to to and you I do, know, make I do it the, like I do the same thing. No, you do the opposite. <laughs> sometimes you can get three at the same time. What are you talking about, Craig? Well, that's what that's not with the heavy duty. With the heavy duty, I only use one at a time. But if it's the regular paper towel, sometimes it's not gonna do enough work. I've been spilling things. I got the soda machine down here, the soda stream. Yeah, well, that is something that you have to keep practicing and get better <laughs> at it. Because I don't, I don't understand why you're throwing your soda. I don't know syrup around. It's, ha- I don't know. It's happening all the time. Sometimes it overflows. All right, let's talk about some of these topics, Betty. Are you ready for some relationship topics? Sure. This is the avoiding the chancla segment. The idea behind it is you like to throw chanclas just like your mom you used to throw them in your sleep, actually. Yes, I used to do that when I was like eight or nine years old. And your mom used to throw shoes at you guys if you did something bad. That's a very Mexican thing to do. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, when she couldn't reach us, like to pinch us or like pull her hair <laughs> when we did something bad, she immediately like uh, pull her shoe or whatever it was in her hand. Of course, not heavy. She wasn't that mean, but right. like just to get our attention. It's like, hey, I'm talking to you. You gotta. You gotta, to you gotta listen to me. Okay. Yes. Well, all right. Uh, let's start with this one then. Eighty-three percent of people are still planning on buying Halloween candy this year. This is not necessarily a relationship thing. It's just kind of more of a general thing. Are we planning on buying Halloween candy? Of course not. Because we haven't bought any yet. Yes. Eighty-three percent of people are still planning on buying it because most people plan to just eat it themselves. They're not going to give it out. They're yeah. not going to do the Halloween candy thing. A lot of people aren't. It depends on where you live as to whether or not you're probably going to for. I don't know that we will, but it's probably because we're not going to necessarily be 
uh, doing a lot of things. You're going to Mexico soon. We've been yeah. quarantining mm-hmm. to keep you super safe for your family. So they're super safe. Yep. Uh, this is all like over and above. A lot of people who hear this might be like, that's that's intense. Well, yeah, but your family has two at-risk diabetes. Yes, my mom and it. my dad right. have diabetes. And my older sister, she has asthma since little kid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, how to protect them as, as much yep, as we can. As much as we can. So we're doing everything we can to mitigate any kind of risk whatsoever, yep. even if it's kind of insane. And so we probably won't be doing the Halloween candy. Yeah. But eating it ourselves, that doesn't sound so bad. Well, I have bad news for you. Chris. <laughs> What's the bad news? Uh, you get covered is very easy. I do. I, I haven't had any the last couple of times at the dentist. Yeah. I, I've been successful. But still, I mean, uh, I told you that I read information about how sugar is so addicted. Yes. Like if it, even it is more addicting to cook than cocaine or yes. something similar. And don't get me wrong. I read a lot about it. And uh, and of course, I, I see it in myself. At six or seven years old, I, I got my four cavities in my teeth and... and, and and I suffered a lot. I remember the pain. And I, you know, I got to tell you, there's no... You had four cavities in one trip when you were a kid? When I was a kid. And that, the pain of those four cavities converted you to someone who took your teeth health, uh, your tooth Serious. health very seriously. Oh, my God. Craig, okay. to have uh, that pain at that age is just like, uh, I well, don't wish that to anybody. Can I ask you some things, though, about the, the medical care you got in Mexico? Because I know it's good. I know that the, some people would think very, you know, stupidly that it's a third world country, but they have a lot of great things, great medical care. Great doctors, yeah. Although, when you were a little kid, and especially when you hurt your arm, you fell down and broke your arm one time, you didn't always get perfect care. The doctor who came there kind of, like, sort of cracked it back, but didn't actually do any x-rays or anything. Yeah. And then you were in pain for a while. Was the dentist the same as a little kid? Was it not? No. The, okay. The, with the dentist, it was actually, we were pretty lucky because um, the the dentist usually, uh, he used to go to my town just on weekends. He arrives by Friday and he leaves like a Saturday wow. night to yeah. the, to his city, which was like, uh, I don't know, probably a, an hour and 15 minutes you drive. Um, so, yeah, I was fortunate that that doctor... Uh, he was going back and forward to the city on weekends. So I was waiting. My mom was waiting for him like crazy because I was like in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he, he took the toots. He cleaned it up and, you know, he did his job. But he only came in on weekends. So like if you had more more pain after the weekend, he wasn't going to help you? Yeah, no. He just uh, recommended some medication to my mom. And then he told her like if I need a... Mm-hmm. Something else, we would have to go and see him at the city. Got it. And anybody that thinks like I'm being mean by even asking that question, do you want to really quickly talk about when you broke your arm and then the fix that you got? Because your arm to this day, when you put it up, still kind of indents. Yeah, it's not connected to the right uh, bone, I guess. Because the doctor who treated you in Mexico just kind of cracked it back as best he could. Well, he wasn't a doctor. He was like a, okay, this, see? this old man uh-huh. who kind of like cracked bones. The and bone guy. Like, uh, yeah, do... Uh, basic proce- procedures mm-hmm. or like old style when you cannot find a doctor in the town, yeah. like how you can help Did people. you have a cast put on it? Uh, two pieces of wood that he okay. cut in okay. his own. And then uh, he just wrapped it and uh, and I was good to go. So my arm started to, to yeah, heal slowly. And I guess with, with time, he just connected to the wrong spot, but I, uh, they never took me to, to the, an actual hospital or, or an actual doctor. Yeah, that's it blows my mind that that was the kind of treatment that you could get in your small town in Mexico, and yet it was just kind of a normal 
thing for a lot of people. By yeah. the way, uh, thanks to Jay for uh, what he said on Facebook just now. We're actually recording this episode of Avoiding the Chocolate to put out some some audio of you and I together chatting. Yeah. Uh, Jay just commented on Facebook that he misses hearing you and I. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? How odd I did that happen just now? that a lot. You don't have ideas, especially because of the circumstances like people are living right yeah. now. It's just like melting my, my heart right now that you are saying so. So I'm, I'm very fortunate, like being on the radio with Craig and, and, and Craig gave me the opportunity to be with him. Oh, please. Uh, and uh, and I just didn't expect it because I wasn't this talker of a person at all in my <laughs> life, in my entire life. This is ridiculous because I never speak to anybody. Uh-huh. I'm the shyest person. If you know me, like in, in the street, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. the person who talks. Yes. That is the person who you you are not a super talker person. You married one though, didn't you? Yes, I yeah, did. I thought so. Uh, now you're on the now you're on this show, avoiding the chancla, which I guess we're gonna put this out, and I'll comment back to Jay. Uh, we gotta we gotta fix for his problem of missing us. He can hear us weekly, every so often. I don't know. I'm gonna do some other podcasts too. There's gonna be some uh, Craig. We Collins are trying to figure out what is next because this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, social media makes people antisocial and jealous. You gave up your Facebook page a long time ago. A you long felt time that ago, yeah. almost both of those things, and there's some science behind it. The University of Wurzenberg, uh, which I think is somewhere in the world, uh, did that study. I don't know where in front of me right now, but they they found that social media is actually the antithesis of what a healthy social life should be. Yes, because you become antisocial. You yep. don't go out. You don't interact. Mm-hmm. You care more about your online persona than yep. real life face yep. interaction. And then you also become jealous of everyone else and all the positive things they put on social media. And just a a quick hint to anyone that feels that way, and Betty, I know you agree with this, we're all putting out the most ideal things. If something bad happens to you, you're not going to tweet tweet that. Right, right. You like, don't, oh, I lose my yo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't Facebook that immediately. <laughs> I don't Facebook, yeah. Weird, weird uh, example, Betty. Yes. But no, you don't you don't do that kind of stuff. If you have a bad day, if you fall over, if you do anything at all negative, you don't immediately turn to social media. Yeah. That's yeah. that's to brag. It's yes. it's a braggadocious page yeah. uh thing that exists in that's that world anyway. Yeah. So you gave it up a long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. You felt all this stuff. Yes, I did. Uh it was overwhelming just to see uh, like most of my closest friends getting into social media like pretty often. And I started to miss that connection, like eye-to-eye conversations. And also, and also like the part of like uh, the geek part, because I'm like a geeky person and I know uh, how much information and data those social media retain from, from consumer for, for people. So I was like, oh, well, first of all, I don't want anybody to know where I'm living or my phone number or right. like my personal information. Yeah. I don't want like uh, I don't want it out there. So uh, there was that reason. I think it was the strongest. And also because I was tired to feel disconnected for all the, you know, how uh, society put your rules and you're like, OK, you got a house. OK, you have this uh, three or four uh, eight kids, whatever. So. Uh, I was in the stage where all my my classmates from um, university in Mexico, they started to have that level and I always mm-hmm. fell behind. So it was kind of here in my brain. It was like, what, what am I doing wrong? You know? Yeah, and you don't want to start to like hate your friends. Of course not. That's not the point. Yeah. You, you were getting on social media. We're all getting on social media to stay interactive with people that maybe in our regular life. The idea of it, the value of Facebook when it first was a thing, and I've talked about a bunch when I used it in college, 
and the value, I think, changed within the first couple of years. But it became this cool way to connect with someone that you'd lost in your life. Yes, a, exactly. a friend yeah. that you yeah. disconnected with because of distance or whatever reason. However, as it continued to be the main source of interaction for so many people in life, it went well beyond just keeping that distant contact aware of what you're doing and you being aware of what they're doing into essentially a, a billboard of our lives. Yeah. And when the billboard doesn't look very good, you start to get ashamed. Exactly. Or, when, or when people aren't physically tapping and liking your billboard, yep. it's such a weird... It's weird. Like yeah. uh, You are not like a thick skin or very strong mentally sometimes. The, that kind of stuff can hit you hard. Yeah. Especially like if you are hitting middle age or like... Uh, you know, like, uh, so sometimes I, that's why I tell you, it's like, Greg, you know what, how I feel about social media. The social media, the only um, social media application that I use is a Twitter. Mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> yes, you're on Twitter. And uh, what else? And uh, Snapchat. And Oh, you love, you don't Snapchat a lot of things. No, not, I don't. You're not putting <laughs> a lot of photos yeah. of yourself. Yeah. But you love going on that, as we've talked about, yes. and looking at all the different crazy videos that are there. Yeah. That, that's a Betty favorite. Yes. Other than that, the only other thing you'd like to do, as you said, is Twitter. And again, you don't tweet. No, have, I don't tweet. Have I you tweeted read. at all? Uh, and never, ever. Never. <laughs> I just like and love right. and uh, cheers for people yes. around Twitter, but yeah. that's it. I'm a huge supporter of Twitter. I barely ever use Twitter, too, by the way. <laughs> like, almost never. Yeah. And I think it's connected to, like, my Instagram or something. So sometimes something I share somewhere else posts up there. All of a sudden, a lot of my stuff started getting liked, and I had to check it. It was all Betty. Yes. You had gone through and like, liked yeah, everything. Like, yes, I'm here. I'm supporting people. <laughs> yeah. This place. Way to yeah. go, Craig. Yeah, exactly. Now, you can find Betty on Twitter at what? I don't even know. You Craig. don't even know what mm -mm. your hat? Really? Yes. You don't know? I just remember, like, why am I still, like, forgetting my password? And so, then I, I write it down, and then I was I was like, okay, let me let me look at it. And, okay. Uh, and I started to use it because I keep forgetting the password, and I... And I I don't know, probably three months I started uh -huh. to be more active, but I don't even know how to like describe myself as a Twitter. That's ridiculous. I know for everybody out there, probably they're judging me, but that's okay. I'm an old uh, soul, and I like a grandma style. So you have a new website, bettydesigns.com, B E T Y designs.com. Yes. I just checked to see if there was a Twitter available with that. Unfortunately, no. no. Somebody got it. Yes. Betty Designs. It has six total followers. I'm an interior designer dealing in offices. It does not seem like this person is even in the United States. It's a shame that it doesn't, you know, but we'll figure one out. We'll get we'll, a, figure it out. we'll get an at for Betty yes. that we can actually give out on the on the show yeah. so people can go find you and interact with you on Twitter. Yes. Yes, and you'll be very positive there, by yes. the way. If anyone wants a nice compliment, just tweet at Betty, and yeah. she'll say something nice about you. <laughs> I will you. cheer for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, you'll cheer for her. Everybody needs to cheer up. Everybody. Those days, yeah. uh, two other quick things, and then we're going to finish our first episode of Avoiding the Chocolate part of the Craig Collins uh, experience, I guess, whatever I'm going to call it, that's going to exist here in the world of the internet. Um, we have two other, though. The nutrient-rich protein shake. You love the protein shake. You were drinking those when we were working out a little bit. Yes. You like the the Vanilla, organic, organic. No, the organic, some crazy, yes. like plant-based protein, whatever. Who knows what it is, but they sell it pretty well. Mm -hmm. You also make a lot of the, the crazy shakes for us in the morning that we've yes. talked about, the breakfast shakes with stuff in it. Did you know that these nutrient-rich rich shakes actually prevent up, um, provide with mental benefits, your physical performance and your mental ability, both uh, quite a bit higher yeah. if you're doing the nutrient-rich protein shake? Really? This is true, Betty. Apparently, just doing these shakes as much as possible. 148 people were studied. They were in two groups, one group that took protein shakes, one group that did not. 
over a 12-week period. They did a bunch of different resistance and aerobic training. The group that had the shakes performed 11% better in all on all you know phases, including even just mental acuity, yeah. than those who didn't have them. So apparently your shakes, which you tell me all the time we should be drinking more of, yes. tremendously good for yeah, us. Yeah, see, I told you, Craig. <laughs> I told you like a hundred times. Uh-huh. And then you see my shakes like, what is that? That doesn't look uh, good. And then you try, I was like, okay, it's not like you still make faces, but you... I appreciate that you drink it because it helps your brain. And you right. tricked me. That's where you put the most secret ingredients in the shakes. Well, I stopped doing it because eggs are kind of expensive. Okay. And uh, and that was the only uh, hidden ingredient because I used to do that all the time, like uh, throw an egg on my shake. And, yes. And now yeah, I you stop did. it. Yeah. All right. Two other quick ones. Uh, I said just two a second ago, but we're going to do a couple more. Uh, having a purpose in life has been found to be effective at dealing with stress from COVID-19. Yeah. If you believe that you have a, a purpose, maybe not necessarily just like a job that you're going to every day, yeah. but a reason yeah. to get up in the morning, that has been able to help a lot of people get through COVID-19. And also mindfulness increases productivity in the moment, and it can actually help cope with uh, certain stress in the future if you have a proactive coping strategy, yeah. which actually also plays into that same idea of having a reason, having a purpose uh, being someone who's getting up and going as yep. opposed to someone who's just kind of waiting for stuff to come to them. Yeah. I think that also describes Betty. Yes, yeah, uh, more like an action rather than a, um, an, a, a reaction. A reaction. Yeah. I, uh, I always try to wake up in the morning and try to set like a, a short goal and then like a, like a medium goal. Mm-hmm. I don't try to be that crazy though because sometimes I overgo myself with little things like that yes but that is what it helps me to be uh like strong and keep going with 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 life especially when a rough stuff is hitting us i mean i have like you know i lost two of my uncles this yeah. year yeah. and then covid and like uh it's just been like a crazy year for me so yeah that's like uh something like mentally you have to be mindful, like in everything that you are doing, and mm-hmm. be patient, and, mm-hmm. and thank God for every single thing that you have in life. Because sometimes you just take it for granted, and yeah. I think that's give you a fulfillment in your heart to keep going. Uh, I would sign up for the Betty uh, um, uplifting talk show or whatever it is that you're going to do. <laughs> I sign up for the speech okay, that you're going to give. Okay, thank you. The motivational speaker is what yes. I was looking for, Betty. Betty, that might be your calling. Oh, really? Get in front of you a bunch of people so? and just tell them your life is good. You're good. You're, you're good. good, and you are good. Yeah. Don't give up. Keep trying. Yes. Uh, one last one. This is the last one, I promise. And then we're okay. going to be get out of right. here. Uh, and maybe we'll just do this every day if you want. Throw it up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. Uh, a bunch of other places it might exist. Maybe we'll make an avoiding the chancla. Probably. Uh, probably for Twitter, maybe. Avoiding maybe. the chancla. <laughs> yes, maybe that'll be Betty's yes. new Twitter page. Um, this is the last one. I think you might have a reaction to it, Betty. Mm-hmm. One in three significant others lie to the person they're with in a relationship or the person that they're even married to about the number of sexual partners they've had. Uh-oh. <laughs> Craig? No, no, no. I've told you the truth. You know my number. I'm not going to tell anybody here. We don't need to tell anybody here. You know, and I know your number. Yes. I think. Yeah. Do I? Yes, you you do. Am I sure? Mm-hmm. You've never... Well, that wait, are you my... talking about, like, super personal stuff. Is that all right? Well, it's, it's the podcast. I mean, it's fine. One in three people have lied. So if neither one of us lied, then whoever else we get into this room probably lied. Probably. Okay. Yeah. But I know your number. Yes. And you know mine. Yes. All right. All right. We're just staring at each other right now. Mm-hmm. Betty and I are just locked eyes. I'm just like red in my thinking. face because I'm not like a, that. Um, you don't talk about that a lot. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, your number was pretty low. I'm just yeah. going to say that. We don't have to say how low, but your number was pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. My number was not as low. No. Okay. You are a guy. I, well, I guess so. I'm from Mexico. I love you, though. Small town. I love you. Yeah. Thank right. you, Kurt. No problem. Did I avoid the chocolate today? Uh, no, really. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to like uh, beat you up pretty bad because I didn't expect that. The last that topic twist. Was, the last topic was too adult. Yes, I'm, I'm super shy about that. Betty, uh, I'm Betty, a shy person. Put the shoe down. No, no Betty, don't. I'm just going to like those headphones. They're very expensive, but I don't care. Okay. Right in the face of the chocolate. <laughs>